It is the bane of every person living in the valley's existence to eventually drive through a heavy pocket of fog. If not, constantly drive through fog without being able to see what's going on, potentially facing dangerous obstacles every which, every which way they turn. It's dangerous, it's horrifying, and unfortunately it's part of my job. So, yep, today we're going to be talking about fog driving, one of the most dangerous activities you could do uh, living in the Central Valley. And if you know, you know. But if you don't know, and if you're one of my listeners from across the world, I want to tell you what's going on when it comes to driving in the fog and why it's so hard and exactly what it is. I have a visual, okay? I have a picture that I'm going to display, and I'm going to use that as, uh, as the background photo. That is my view when I'm driving an 80,000-pound truck fully loaded as fast as I can. That is my view, and it is absolutely – it's nearly impossible to stop, but more on that later. Okay. Now, usually I start these videos with um, the latest topics, you know, something that, you know, what's what's hot this week. Unfortunately, ever since the Travis Scott incident, not much has really happened. The internet's been a bit quiet. We've all been hyperly focused on what happened. But that's because there's nothing else going on. Really, no nothing happened this week. The only thing that has, of course, if you're... Um, if you're an avid moon watcher every now and then, maybe you'll look up at the stars. Something pretty comes up. Keep your eyes out for the lunar eclipse. Stargazers gear up to watch the longest particular lunar eclipse in 580 years, which is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. That's huge. 580 years, we have not seen a lunar eclipse that has lasted this long. So I am definitely going to take part in that. But this podcast, uh, obviously, obviously I wanted to keep you guys up to date, but at the same time, what was I talking about earlier? The fog. Ironically, I would say Bakersfield is part of the Central Valley. Um, Bakersfield also is trending in the news, but it has to do with politics. And if you know me, one of the rules of this podcast is we don't talk about politics and we don't say racist stuff on here. And if we do, we censor the hell out of it. Seriously. I don't want to get involved with a political crowd because th those people, I don't know what it is about politics. It brings out the worst in people. In my opinion, you start seeing things you didn't want to see about someone and it just kind of, I don't know. How would you explain what politics does to a person? For me, it's, I don't know. This is as much as, this is the extent of which I'm willing to talk about it. Fog driving, I would say is up there with driving in the snow or driving in the heaviest of rainfall. Here's the thing. Every state has their issue. I haven't talked about, um, truck driving issues in a in a long time basically but here's one of them that i'm i'm not a fan of it's happening recently and it's we're currently in the worst of it fog driving doesn't just affect truck drivers it also affects anyone on their way to work and it's dangerous not because people um not because people have to drive basically blind but the there, there isn't much you could do about it it's a natural phenomenon and because of that, there isn't much humans can do about it. That's one of the beauty of nature is that when it wants to do something, it absolutely will. If it wants to blind you and you've got to drive blind, you're going to drive blind. There's no way around it unless you have fog lights, which only kind of help. And that's the thing. 
um, I'm not gonna get into the company name that I work for. And with all due respect, they absolutely do help. Here's the thing. Um, it's completely optional for me to drive in this, but you know, money's money. That's how it is. Not just me, all truck drivers know what's going on when it comes to driving in the fog. It's just, we're at a higher risk because people who drive cars have very good brakes. So if you do see something coming your way and it's in your lane, you can hit the brakes. You could slow down in time. Trucks don't have that luxury because we have at least 500 feet that we need to stop um, when fully loaded or to come to a complete stop. We can't just slam the brakes and maintain control of the vehicle. We have a very long truck. It is very hard to maintain control of that when we're fully hitting the brakes. Not to mention you can lock up the brakes um, your lights can disconnect from the trailer Effectively whoever's behind you will be completely blind and will blindside you will hit you at full speed if And only if if they don't see you in time which in heavy fog is an absolute certainty This almost happened to me the other day actually I was driving and unfortunately a truck uh, Not a truck driver, you know, uh, not a big semi but Someone in his lovely f-150 decided to merge into my lane while I couldn't see him, so I nearly killed the guy. I absolutely had to slam the brakes and drive, uh, drive to the right. No one was hurt in the incident, and we didn't have to pull over or anything, but it was a really close call, and that's just one of the incidences that happen when you're driving in fog. Unfortunately, it's a reality of where I live, which is the Central Valley. Which, because, the re here's the thing, right? It's the Central Valley, so we have a cluster of mountains all the way around us. Northwest, east, and south, obviously. It actually... That's where the fog originates from. We have all the moisture there, so it builds up whenever there's a bit of heat. And because of that, because it starts in the mountains, it makes its way down. Because, you know, it's, um, fog is mostly water, which is denser than air, and it makes its way down. So it's uh, imagine a cloud, an incredibly thick cloud, essentially touching the floor. That's what fog is, and it's a natural phenomenon here where we're at. But it's, it's an inconvenience, to say the least. If you have the time to stop and admire it, it is absolutely beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I have beautiful pictures of the thing. Whenever I see fog, I love it. Unless I have to work in it. Okay, clearly I'm a little excited about something. I cannot hold this back any longer. Um, I'm in the works with someone on iHeartRadio uh, getting a commercial. And it was just approved, so we're in the talks now. I, I'm excited about that. I'm sorry. I just had to bring that up before I continued. Anyway, driving in the fog. It's its not only hard, it's actually... Dude, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, okay, imagine you have almost no vision past, um, past the distance that you could throw a rock. This isn't a hard throw. This is more of a gentle underhand toss. Let's say you're tossing a baseball, and as far as it rolls, that's where your visibility stops. The rest of it, a complete cloud of nothing. Occasionally, you'll see lights somewhat coming in. It's more like a tiny dot that slowly builds up. And that is actually the headlights of another car coming in your direction. Unfortunately, once you see it in full view and realize what it is, it's almost too late every time. You're most likely lucky if if, if it's a two-way street, then you'll be fine. Um, but we've had it to the point where on the 99, one of the biggest highways in all of California, and one of the most dangerous, has fog to the point where everyone has to slow down at like 35 miles an hour. That's almost half the speed that I drive at. I drive really fast, I'm sorry. But in a truck, that's about average speed, so it's not too bad. 
it's only when you get out into these um, country roads or anywhere where infrastructure isn't a big deal that you have this major issue. If you're driving a regular car out there, good luck. I am so sorry, but the odds are not stacked in your favor. You most likely will be um, at risk. I'm not going to say you're going to get hit by someone, but you're at risk. What that means is make sure every single one of your lights work on every exterior part of it. If you're ever going to drive through the valley and you hear news of thick, dense fog, stop, get out of your car, turn on the four ways, check around it. Make sure you're obviously not blocking traffic, but check every light to make sure that they work properly. You want to make sure that it does. Otherwise, someone can rear end you very easily. And if it's in a truck and if you're in a small car, you will not survive. So please stay safe out there. Driving in the fog is no fun. It's one of the most dangerous things that I've ever dealt with myself. There's actually entire, um, there's entire schedules that are completely changed. Let's say if you have a kid and they've got to go to school from elementary to middle to high school, all of those basically. Around here in the valley, if the fog is too bad, like if, if the fog is incredibly thick to the point where you can barely drive safely, even the bus drivers are, are struggling, they will actually delay the schedule. Uh, it's called plan a which will delay it by about two hours it's not a big difference but for kids that's plenty of time to just relax and you know watch some morning cartoons do whatever they want for adults it's fucking terrifying because a lot of them work early mornings and i know for a fact that you don't want to be sitting there extra late late for work already and you have to drive in the fog but your kid is going to be safe at the very least you know Still dangerous, but not the best situation. Fog affects everyone almost perfectly equally. It's one of the great equalizers out here in the valley. Doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, the fog's gonna fuck with you in some way. There are numerous crosses in places. Numerous crosses where people have hit each other and died. Straight up died. I had a teacher when I was in elementary school, Mr. Garcia, who unfortunately died because a, a truck driver was, was doing a U-turn in the fog. And he didn't see him in time because again fog obstructs your vision a very very big amount and yeah it wasn't a pretty death because imagine a truck trailer a truck versus um versus a car yeah you could imagine how bad that scenario went i don't want to envision it but i remember the tears of every kid in his classroom it was just heartbreaking he was a great person rest in peace mr garcia it's been years now but i still remember that event it's one of the key moments of when I was growing up. A brief moment of silence for Mr. Garcia uh, to pay respects. Thank you. Now, onto some lighter news. I spent $20 on a giant Reese's peanut butter cup that was essentially a pound and a half heavy. Have I finished it? No. I will absolutely try to finish it by the end of the, the day. Um, all I could say is a single bite and I had enough grease in my mouth to light a candle. It, 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 was, it was unreal. It was absolutely disturbing how much oil is in those things. But you know what? I'm not going to stop eating it. By the way, I should probably mention that in another podcast. I went to the promised land when I was an OTR driver. I'm actually thinking about doing OTR again or at the very least traveling. I do need to go back to Utah. Because Skinwalker Ranch seems to be my most popular episode, I need to visit that place again. I need to visit Skinwalker Ranch. I need fucking answers. Now, can you help with that? Yes, you can. I have a Patreon now. Um, 
it'll be uh, in the RSS description if it's not directly on here. It's really hard to get links on Spotify, so I'll just tell you I have a Patreon. If you know where to access it, good for you, but I'm not going to promote it directly. Speaking of promotion, I actually have sponsors now. Nothing in the works yet. I'm going to wait until we have a whole bunch more people watching, which is going to come soon because we actually have an advertisement on iHeartRadio now. I'm so excited about that. I'm really excited about that. I'm genuinely excited. Um, everything's been going really well for the podcast lately. We've just been going up and up in views. Our bars and um, our analytics just shooting straight up. I'm fucking excited. I'm really excited. And now that I have people watching me a lot more, please check out the Working Boys podcast. That's my cousin's podcast. He started it because I started this podcast. And you know what? If I'm going to grow, I want to help him grow too. Back to the topic at hand, which I keep going away from because fog, there is not much to talk about. If you've ever driven in the snow, well, first off, DM me because I want to know your experience. Second of all, if you've driven in fog, you know you know what it is. For us, that's the problem with fog for me talking about it is because it's hard to explain it because it's just part of my background life. You know, it's just part of the background noise of my life. I've done it so often, it's not even a challenge anymore. For me, it's just, it's just what happens when I'm driving. I'll be driving and suddenly I can't see. And you know what? That's not normal in other parts of the world. For us, it's perfectly fine. It's like, ah, fuck it, just a bit of fog. Slow down a bit. You'll be fine. Turn on your four ways if it's too bad. Other parts of the world don't understand what we're talking about when we suddenly go blind while driving. It's a big-ass issue. I had to... I Okay. I had to turn on my GPS, even though I knew exactly where I was going and how to get there. I had to turn it on just so I could know where the stop signs were at so I didn't blow them and fucking kill a whole family. That's, that's that's the type of danger that we face when driving in the fog. Do you know how many do you know how many people have died out here? I don't even have a statistic. Let me bring it up. So, this is completely unexpected, but I did just Google um, the fog where I live around the Central Valley, and I actually got a name for it now. So if you guys didn't know, just like I did, um, anyone living in the Central Valley, look up Thule fog, which is. Um, essentially the area we live here let me read the wikipedia description tule fog is a thick ground fog that settles in the san joaquin valley and sacramento valley areas of california's central valley tule fog forms from late fall through early spring which is very accurate after the first significant rainfall the official time frame for tule fog to form is from november 1st to march 31st this phenomenon is named after the tule grass wetlands in the central valley Tule fog is the leading cause of weather-related accidents in California. So you see what I mean? That is absolutely what I was talking about. Tule fog is a radiation fog. Goddamn. Which condenses when there's a high relative humidity, typically after heavy rain, calm winds, and rapid cooling during the night. The nights are longer in the winter months, which allows an extended period of ground cooling, and therefore... therefore pronounced temperature inversion at a low altitude in california tule fog can extend from bakersfield to red bluff i okay first off i did not know it went all the way to red bluff that is fucking far dude are you kidding me sorry for swearing but if you're new to the podcast i swear a lot i have the mouth of a trucker get fucking used to it covering a distance of 650 kilometers or 400 miles tule fog occasionally drifts as far west as the san francisco bay area via the wow that is a hard name to pronounce Carquines Strait? Carquines Strait. C-A-R-Q-U-I-N-E-Z. Strait. 
and can even drift westward out through the Golden Gate, opposite of the usual course of the Coastal Fog. Which is... Okay, yeah. Here's the thing, right? It's one thing to read a Wikipedia... Blah, 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 blah. Wow, I'm struggling. It is one thing to read a... <laughs> It is one thing to read a Wikipedia article. There we go. Finally, fucking nailed it. One thing to read a Wikipedia article. It's another to actually live through it. Because I can tell you right now. Well, first off, you already know I lost a teacher in the fog, which I am like I'm I'm older now. I'm almost I'm in my mid twenties, but I'm still you know I'm still sad about that 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 happened because teachers are underfunded as shit in this state and in this country in general. But yeah, one of the one of the cornerstone moments in my life growing up here in the valley. But yeah, the Thule Fog. If you're not from the Central Valley, if you're not from California, Google it. It is absolutely worth researching into. In fact, this entire podcast is about to be about it because it's such a big phenomenon. It takes lives every year. Um, between fall, winter, and spring, basically, like, like they said, from mid-October to March 31st that entire time frame if you hear about a fatality in California from driving it was most likely caused from from fog because it does not stop once the sun rises in fact sometimes the sun will rise and it'll be two or three in the afternoon we'll still see a bit of fog but it'll be palatable and then after that the sun goes down fucking comes back up again and you know what happens when it comes back up I have to drive in it. Why? Because I do the night shift. I'm the night shift. I'm the uh, the grape shift guy. What does that mean for me? Well, that means I don't really get weekends, blah, blah, blah. Bunch of other stuff. I could sit here and cry about my job all I want, but I actually love my job at the end of the day. I love it to death. I will absolutely go back to it at the end of the day because I'm driving, but I'm home every day. <sighs> but some of my coworkers aren't so lucky. Uh, I haven't lost any coworkers in the fog, but I recently had one that flipped the truck over. He's okay, don't worry about it. Not even an injury, not even a scratch, guy walked out of it like a champ. Fucking pro. That's how we do it in this industry. This is gonna, I think this is gonna be labeled as a truck driving story because technically this is about the valley fog, but I do drive in it. I really don't know what I'm gonna label it yet. I'll label it as a truck driver story because people love that shit. I'm thinking of getting more people on the podcast who have been through it. Now that the Central Valley fog is in season, we're going to have a lot of people who are going to drive through it. And unfortunately, we're going to have fatalities because of it. Can anything be done about it, though? That's the question. And the answer is no. It's absolutely ludicrous how hard it is to deal with fog. Because if you've ever driven through the Valley fog, you would notice that even in the city, even in high even in high traffic areas it's going to be coated in fog and good luck in there because then you'll have to deal with other cars while in the fog which is the biggest fear the hardest part about driving in the fog is exactly exactly what it sounds like you're driving blind it's not easy to deal with but it's in season and for those of you not in the valley i heavily encourage i'm going to fucking stress this over and over again look look up Thule fog and you're gonna see essentially what I'm dealing with however I just doxed myself from saying that because now you know where I live oh well come find me who cares I'll probably feature you on the podcast or some shit 
I got a little distracted just now because Brian from uh, from iHeartRadio just emailed me. Um, off topic, uh, which I do often, anyways. Have you ever, guys? Have you guys ever went to a Mexican restaurant and ordered quesabirrias? That shit is so good. I cannot stress enough how good quesabirrias are. But you really think this should be five dollars for one? Because I was just charged that today. I'm joking. It was like four bucks, but still, that's a lot for a single a single one of them. It's like a little corn tortilla that you can fit in the palm of your hand. I just scrapped that bitch down. I mean, I also ordered a plate of fries because I'm a big fat boy. But you know what? I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna be a big boy, big chunky boy. <clears throat> anyway, what else is on the news? Uh, Fox season is here. The lunar eclipse. We've gone through Twitter's trending page. There really isn't much more else. Um, Adele released a new album. I don't give a sh... Okay, I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> Politics, sci-fi. If you're into anime, Cowboy Bebop just got a live-action adaptation on, um, on Netflix. I am not, so, you know. If you're into it, it's there. If you're not, it's there. What the fuck? Bakersfield is trending right now on on Twitter Twitter has the entire world right the entire world they're basically using it or a majority of them using it anyway and of all things Bakersfield is showing up why Bakersfield is terrible it's full of um, crime I guess I almost got an acting gig once when I was um, when I was going to truck driving school there was actually an opportunity that came up while I was in Bakersfield to become a background actor in in a movie they were shooting, but apparently doing that is how you get in the Screenwriters Guild, which if you're interested in acting, let me know, because I looked up some stuff back in the day. I thought I would be famous. I don't plan on it, but if it happens, it happens. I do have some screenplays that I'm working on, which I'm not going to get into right now. That's going to be an episode on its own. But, yeah, um, <laughs> the, get, getting into a movie is not hard. It's actually very easy. You just need to look for opportunities around where you're living. Um, you have to start as a background character, though. All of those people you see in movies, in the background, they're trying to become a famous actor someday. Will they? It remains to be seen. I don't know. They don't know. The, the people filming don't know. But if you're a good background actor and you start getting more and more roles, that's how it starts. Little by little, it builds up and you have an entire portfolio that you can, um, that you can bring up. That's why at the end of movies, by the way, you see all of those credits rolling, all of those names, you know, first and last, and there's so many people trying to get famous. If you want to be famous, just look up um, an acting gig, basically. Um, if, um, if you want to look up um, how to get famous, which, you know, good for you, good luck. I've tried it before. It's not exactly easy. You, have, you most likely have to bring your own costume. The only reason I didn't do it is because I had to dress like a... Like it was the 1900s or like the 1800s, you know, around that that period of time. I don't have those kinds of clothes. So this is completely out of left field. But we just got an update on... Oh, excuse me. We just got an update on Twitter for Thursday that just happened. Um, there's, there's something going on here. Like International Men's Day. I did not know that was a thing, first off. And second of all, a lot of people in India, a lot of them are under fire because of what's going on in the comments of, uh, of Twitter polls where 
Jesus Christ, this is dirty. Okay, look up International Men's Day on, on Twitter and just read the comments. There's no other way around it. Essentially, um, men are blaming women for false rape accusations and rape accusations in general. They're saying, oh, because they blamed us for raping them, um, you know, we lost our jobs and stuff. Like, what did you think was going to happen? We need to have more respect for each other. That's that's not tolerable whatsoever. And for some reason, they're they're speaking up against women who are speaking up against them. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, International Men's Day. I don't I don't get it. Why 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 did you do that? Listen, I get it. Men and women both have their place in the world. I'm not gonna get political about this. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know that's the hard part about running a podcast. You you need to stay out of controversy. And I'm dodging bullets here because I want to fucking say something, but I can't. Anyway, let's see what else is going on in the news. Um, something lighthearted. We always need something lighthearted to, to talk against um, bad shit that happened. I recently bought 12-sided dice. Uh, so if anyone wants to play Dungeons & Dragons, hit me up. Hang on. Roll for initiative. I got a five, so you make the first move. All right. Um here we're reaching the end mark here so that's going to do it for this episode but let me put these dice away thank you to game core for supplying the dice um you guys are the greatest i haven't been able to find 12-sided dice anywhere you're gonna hear a bunch of clicking in the background i'm putting them away they have come in this really beautiful cube if you guys are in the visalia area you're interested in dungeons and dragons um playing games of that sort go to gamecore g-a-m-e-q-o-r-e it's in downtown visalia one of the most beautiful places um in visalia go there check them out buy something support a local business they're really great i love that place i don't go there often but when i do it's usually after eating some bomb ass mexican food down the street or drinking a craft beer you know jesus I, I, I sound like a hipster don't i if you think i do the worst part is I had a full beard last week. I recently shaved it off. Um, it's not completely shaved off. I've got a bit of stubble. And I only shaved it because thanks to the Modern Rogue, I realized that I wasn't taking proper care of my beard. So I had to um, essentially start from square one and get a bunch of product and shit. So I'm starting from square one, growing out my beard again. Um, once again, thank you to the Modern Rogue. Um, Ryan Brushwood, Jason Murphy, the best fucking host ever. You guys are the fucking greatest. I love watching your show. I watch it every day of the week. Um, lately, I haven't been able to watch YouTube videos that much because I've been at work all week. But, you know, whatever. But, again, social media platforms. Um, we now have a Twitter. Meet Wheat Pod instead of Meet Wheat Podcast. Because I don't want people to think that I'm just promoting everything. Which I am. I hate to say it, but I'm promoting everywhere. Recently, our TikTok blew up, which is actually a completely different name. I'm not sure if I'm gonna go back and rechange the name. I'm probably I probably am because it's just Piero's butt cheeks, which I, <laughs> I doubt it's gonna stay there for long. Also, Tim Wilcox, funny guy, um, Australian comedian on on TikTok. Thanks for hitting me up, dude. Um, I'm finally glad to hear from you, and I'm glad to hear you're doing okay. Um, he recently commented on something that I wrote down on one of his videos. Um, it's pretty pretty great to be noticed by someone who has a such a big following. I'm really, really proud of that. Like, seriously, you guys are great. And if you're here from the iHeartRadio um, promotion, I'm sorry if this podcast isn't what you were expecting, but 
if you liked it you know give us a follow on spotify if you're listening on any other platform you know um i hope you like what you heard uh let's see here we have plenty of time i'm gonna talk about one more thing okay we are gonna keep um the trending the, the trending on twitter um segment up but at the same time i do remember something that we were going to talk about which is random nautica if you guys remember that app that blew up in popularity a few years back i'm thinking of starting a completely new segment on just that topic Here, here's the thing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wow you guys with some paranormal hoo-ha you know stuff like that you're religious good for you i'm not i'm more of a skeptic but at the same time i've been using this app and sometimes it's been using me i don't know how to explain it but something happened last week that really caught me off guard to the point where i'm getting chills just talking about it there's something on the app called a void which every now and then uh you, you guys know how random nautical works if you don't know i'll just explain it it gives you three types of points basically um about 15 miles away or closer it'll show you something it'll show you um if you want to see something or if you want to see a void or if you want to see something of um some sort of paranormal how does it work again i'm gonna bring up the list i don't want to be inaccurate because i don't want to i don't want to here it is attractor power or void you have three of those you also have anomalies and blind spots this is a recent thing you actually have to sign in now because people were using it um, and abusing the system unfortunately but those are the things anomalies blind spots attractor power and void recently i've been getting a bunch of voids that just pop up out of nowhere sometimes i'm not even using the app and i'll just feel it you know you'll feel like something is wrong i turn on the app and suddenly we just pass something this happened the other day music started playing on my car and then my phone and on my little brother's phone and then we looked up there was a void directly behind us did we turn around to check it up Fuck no, we were in the middle of fog in the dark. We did not want to see what was over there. So instead of doing that, we peeled out of there. We got home safe. That was fine. But that did let me think, that uh, that did bring up the, the topic of using the app and every now and then sharing my experiences with you people, which I don't know. Let me know if it'll be interesting or not. You guys seem to love the paranormal stuff and I love talking about it. So let me know. Anyway, that's going to do it for this, um, this podcast. I appreciate you guys. Um, See you guys later.